We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'll never call off fourth quarter pressure. Back of the jersey, double sevens. No matter how many times, I never get tired of that reference. Hop Hall of Fame for dirt, we love you with a deep reverence. Hi, this is Luka Doncic. Hi, I'm Kyrie Irving. And, and you're listening, listening to, to the Mavs Step, Step Back, Back Podcast. Podcast. They waiting on my fall off. I'll never call off. Fourth quarter pressure. Back of the jersey. Double sevens. No matter how many times, I'll never get tired of that reference. Hall of Fame for dirt. We love you with a deep reverence. Backcourt nasty. I wonder who gon' check him. Cuban did his thing when he went and got number 11. I still got his pitch on my wall at 707. Feel synonymous with Kyrie, how we both train with aggression. Competition obsolete. Trying to breathe life into my dreams. I'm so tired of sleep. Still got some work from last season that was incomplete. So hungry for redemption. Thank my boys, that's my overheat. Like Luca with his three of them hit. My mic is prone to overheat. I pride myself the most. I'm 22 and my folks proud of me. I took the heart away since I was 10. It's no surprise to me. A step back mass blowing no, it's no surprise to me. And I'm speaking honestly. Seven. How's it going, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. Today I have a very special guest joining the show for the very first time. It's Grant Williams, uh, the new, I like to call him the, the sw- new Swiss Army knife for the Dallas Mavericks. Can do a little bit of everything. He came over uh, this offseason in a sign-and-trade with the Boston Celtics, and he is getting ready to start his first season with the Mavs. Grant, how's it going, man? Everything's going great, actually. Um, practice had a great day today. Uh, we have our next preseason game tomorrow against Detroit, and then we get right rolling into the season. So it's going to be an exciting time here in the next few week, next week. It's crazy. You know, the offseason, the NBA, and I talk about this with my my co-host all the time, the NBA has gotten to where it is year-round. There are no breaks. There's always something going on, and now we're getting ready for this uh, this new season to get rolling next week. Uh, when you're opening up against the, the San Antonio Spurs, we'll get into that here in a little bit, but just overall, I mean, how has it been for you uh, you know, getting acclimated to Dallas and, you know, moving from Boston and all that, how have you kind of gotten your, your roots settled so far? 
Let's just say the move is still in process. I uh, don't have my bet yet, so uh, we're working on that. But um, downstairs furniture isn't shipped, but upstairs furniture is pretty much furnished. So uh, feeling pretty good about that. Um, in terms of Dallas, I'm loving the city. Um, I found a lot of great food spots already. And I'm fortunate to be able to say that I was in downtown and in South Dallas for a little while. So now I'm finally in my home up in North Dallas. So um, it's pretty cool to be able to say I've seen a couple parts of Dallas and experienced it. And I'm thankful organization has been amazing top to bottom and then within the players we've had opportunity to get to know each other on a deeper level so it's really cool i have to ask you do you have a favorite food spot um so far i've loved uchi and nuke and sam's but those are both like the date spots so i'm looking for the hole in the walls right now that's the that's for me is the next step is finding out the the, the restaurants that no one really like knows about and stuff and goes to and this is great food that's for me if you want, and I mean, this is just my opinion, but you know, if you if you want a kind of a hole in the wall recommendation, I highly suggest Maple and uh, Maple and Motor. <laughs> mm, okay. Maple and they, they have some really good stuff, but uh, it's good to know that you're you know you're getting acclimated real well, and uh, it sounds you know aside from some injury issues or concerns, you know that things are going pretty well for the team overall heading into next week. How concerned are you personally with like the stuff? We, you know, we Luca has the calf strain, and you know Kyrie hasn't played the last two uh, preseason games. Or is that just you know? Do you think it's just more cautionary stuff? Or how concerned are you with all of that? I'm not really concerned. Uh, I know that these guys on this team want to play. They want to play basketball, and they're going to find a way to get on the court no matter what happens. So uh, I'm super excited just because like we're preparing for a long haul of the year. And it's sometimes you go through some nicks and, and bangs when you're preparing, you know, because when you're on the best teams, I feel like you practice hard and you practice um, fast and you may run into a risk of, you know, every now and again, a little twisted ankle or you bumped your bumped your arm or, or leg or knee bumps, stuff like that. And, you know, a week later, you're going to be good. So um, for me, I, I, we really enjoy the competitive style of practice that we've had. We've pushed each other, and we believe the iron sharpens iron here. So we're not really concerned about the the little nicks that we have. Um, it's like I feel like they're more cautionary than anything else. But um, those guys have to understand their bodies. So at the same time, even if it's cautionary, even if they want to go out there and play, we have to be mindful that we do have an 80, 82 game year. So um, at yeah. Least. <laughs> Well, look, before we get into the actual basketball part of things, the trade this offseason, when it happened, you know, was there ever a point before any of that happened, like last year that you thought, like, okay, well, I could probably see myself eventually ending up in Dallas, or was it something just kind of spur of the moment this offseason? Because I know, you know, you share an agent with Luca. Uh, you know, you made waves among Mavs fans last year when you were wearing Lucas shoes, you know, in the in the game against the Mavs. So, you know, all of that kind of got people thinking, oh, well, maybe Grant Williams can eventually be a part of this team. And sure enough, it happened this offseason. So uh, when did that, you know, kind of enter your mind as a possibility of something that could happen? Yeah, I went through extension talks with Boston um, that following that passed, I guess, two summers ago. And they didn't turn out the way that we wanted. So um, at that point, you know, you still are hopeful that Boston is going to be an option, but you also have to understand the options that are available at the coming year. So I know there was a couple like San Antonio, Dallas, like there was a bunch of teams that, you know, were on the, the network, but it wasn't intentional. You know, it was one of those things. I 
I wore Lucas shoes because I was fearful that if I wore JT shoes that I might do something. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, more more concerned with the fact that just finding the best shoe that we could play in. And I guess, you know, me and Lucas' body type, let's just say, are pretty similar in a sense back then. And stop and go was more what I needed than vertical athleticism. So um, I ended up wearing Lucas shoes and it just worked. I wore them the entire season. And then this summer came and you know, all those potential options are available. You have to discern where you could potentially fit the best and also be wanted the most. And um, Dallas was that answer. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, and uh, when we first got started, I meant to ask you this too, but you're getting ready for the start of a long, grueling 82-game season, and you're coming off a 12-day preseason trip that was overseas. You know, uh, you spent some time in Abu Dhabi, then went over to Madrid and got back. One, have you kind of gotten over the, the jet lag stuff? And and two, how rewarding was that trip for you? I mean, what what what'd you kind of find out about you and your team during that trip? Yeah, I think that the jet lag and stuff is gone. I feel like now I'm still a little tired and fatigued, but um back to the normal sleep schedule. So now once you're on the normal sleep schedule, you can get that, that routine back and get your energy back up. And then um, in terms of the actual trip, I thought it was crucial. You know, we may have experienced a little, uh, we didn't have the outcomes that we wanted, but we were able to not only get to know one another as people because we spent so much time with one another off the floor, but we also got to know each other in a foreign environment where we all kind of concerned, you know, trying to figure out what's going on, what to do, who to be yeah. like, and you get comfortable with one another. And then on the court, we were able to see exactly where our, our weaknesses are, our strengths are, and where we need to improve. So we've been able to address those in practice. When you have the preseason games here in the States, you can assume that, oh, if we get a win against a, a team, you're just like, oh, okay, we feel like we're pretty good. And then, but if you um, go over and and you are dealing with these variables of travel, sleep deprived, guys are dealing with injury. We lose Kai in the middle of the trip in terms of like he's not playing the next game. And so like you have to be ready to move and motion it and through through times where you may not have any knowledge of what's going on around you. So uh, I think that it prepared us for a, a season, you know, that gave us a little quick little season in a matter of two weeks. So um, now it's a ma- Now we just got to bounce back and come in because Detroit compete and they start the season off the right way. Yeah. And I mean, on paper, even before preseason started, it seemed like you would be a pretty good fit with this team. It seems like you mesh well with the other pieces, but we haven't really been able to see the full potential of that because of how all these injuries are, you know, being cautious with guys playing in preseason. We haven't seen the full extent of that yet. So, I mean, how do you see yourself fitting in alongside Luca and, and Kyrie and the rest of the guys? And, 
I mean, what specifically about your game is going to elevate this team this year? Yeah, the physicality, the toughness, the defensive uh, mindset, as well as the three-point shooting. And then the in-between, you know, I've, I've prepared to play the game of basketball my entire life, and I think it's time for a way of just kind of expanding and growing, you know. That's something that I'll have to do for this team to help us compete and help us win. And that's what they're asking me to do and really con- and trying to get me to shift my mindset from being that spot-up shooter to being a more aggressive player. So um, it's pretty cool to be able to um, – expand your role and also be mindful that you have, are, are going to have to do it all. Like you're going to have to be, hold yourself to a standard um, for an entire season. And it's really exciting for me. Um, you know, there's, I'm not saying it's going to be peaches and roses all across the entire season, but I do think that um, there's a potential there for this team to continue to grow one another and challenge one another to be great. And Kai and Luke are going to lead us along the way, but we got to have that, that support for them and don't, don't ask them to do every single thing for us. You know, we hopefully Luke is going to go for 60 on his own sometimes, but hopefully we don't need that every night, you know, hopefully we can do our jobs and really give him a chance of, of winning without him having to even have a great night of basketball. Okay, so going into this season, there's two – I mean, there's a lot of places that a team can improve from year to year, but the main two for the Mavs, obviously, overall defense and rebounding. You know, last season, uh, 25th in overall defense, dead last in rebounding. You know, not just with the addition of you, but but other guys, Derek Lively. Uh, you know, across the board, there's been a, a huge influx of new talent this year. I mean, how do you see the team improving in those – two areas specifically like are are is there is there more of an emphasis on that every single day are there any uh scheme changes or you know what are what are you guys doing to kind of address those issues it's a collective effort um that's something that i learned from my time in boston is that you don't necessarily have to be the smallest like tallest longest or most athletic team to be a good rebounder team you just have to be able to be physical enough to prevent others from getting the rebound but also come back and team rebound um, you have to have each other's back. So if a guy is battling a guy like Rudy Gobert, Clint Capella, you shouldn't expect them to be able to get the rebound and box them out and do it all. Like come over the top and help them out. And that's something that we have improved on and we have to continue to improve on. And then our pace of play and our hustle has to improve as well. We, have, we had last year, you had guys like Josh Green always flying in and rebounding Dwight. But now you have a team of guys who know, understand their roles, understanding that, yes, when shot goes up, we can put pressure as much on the rim and get an extra possession as as we can to protect our own. So um, that's the two. And then defensively, um, we have a lot of versatile guys on this team. You know, we'll have opportunity to play a lot of different coverages, a lot of different schemes, and a lot of different lineups. So um, it'll just depend on who we're playing that night, and we'll have to adjust from there. Aside from, and aside from Luca, aside from Kyrie and yourself, who would you say has been the most impressive in your eyes since training camp has started? Oh, you have the three. Uh, well, my name probably won't. I won't even give myself that credit. Yet. <laughs> but, um, the most impressive. It depends on what you're looking at, because um, there's there's different categories. I would say you throw it in. Like there's guys that surprise you a little bit, like their potential, like the Omaxes, the D Livelys of the world. But then there's guys that have really improved, like the Derrick Jones. I've never played on a team with him, but his ability to defend while also now he's making the, the knocking down that open shot is huge because he can add value to a team very much so. Um, Seth is Seth. You know, he makes tough shots. And, and Tim is the, the, the spark plug that that second unit that's going to really determine how successful we are. He's going to be really the biggest leader for us. And his voice has been very, very vocal for the entire team, which we need. And um, 
you know, top to bottom, I feel like we have a bunch of guys who will, who will contribute. We have a Dante Exum who haven't seen play because I haven't watched the early basketball much, but now I'm watching it now. But last year I didn't. And let's just say Dante has been really, really good for us, and he's shown how he can really help us later on in the year. So I'm excited for the team. Now, going into next week, you're playing the Spurs. It's at their place, opening night. Uh, I'm sure you have seen, you know, some of the clips in the last 24 hours of what Victor Wimbanyama is capable of, just a, a complete freak of nature. And, you know, I don't know, he might be playing center. He might be playing a little bit of power forward with Zach Collins in that lineup, you know, with him. So there's a chance, and I'm, there's a pretty good chance that you and uh, Lively or whoever ends up starting at center is going to be spending a lot of time on him or at least some time on him. How do you game plan against a guy that can do as much as, you know, what Wimbanyama has shown he can do? Or is there anything you can do? Yeah, um, I feel like you just have to be physical. You have to make sure he can't, you know, get to the spots that he want to get wants to get to. You have to um, do, you know, make it difficult for him. Like any star player, um, you're going to have to outwork them. You know, they're they're going to get the shots. They're going to get the opportunity. So even if they have 20 points, so you can't be mad at it, but you have to look up and see if they're 10 for 10 for 11 or if they're, you know, 10 for 18. You know, that's a huge difference in this league. And also just being understanding it's not going to be one person that does it. Like we shouldn't expect Lively to be isolated and guarding them just by himself. We shouldn't expect Maxie, myself, or anybody to. Um, the best teams are the ones who help one another. So, um, but we can't just credit Victor for the Spurs' success either. You know, they have – they're healthy. They're healthy now. And Devin Vassell has been playing very, very well. I've seen uh, Kelvin Johnson. Um, it's going to be a huge add to them. Jeremy Sohan, you know, as, as, as his confidence continues to grow and he knocks down shots, he'll hopefully continue to add to that starting power forward position. And then they have a good good guard in Trey Jones and the guys off the bench with the vets like Doug McDermott, Zach Collins, and stuff like that. So um, they're a talented team. But we have to be mindful that, you know, we have to play with pace, we have to play with physicality, and we can't allow – um, him to get to the spots that he wants to because, like you, like you say, he's going to be bringing the ball up, but he's also going to be back to the basket. So um, understanding that if he does bring the ball up, don't allow him to just bring it up comfortably. At seven foot three, how many guys are picking you up full court? I'm like, that's got to yeah. be our movie. Well, two more things here, and I'll let you go. I always ask, or at least I try to ask everybody we have on this pod, but what's something that Mavs fans need to know about Grant Williams that's not basketball-related? Like, what – what is something that, uh, you know, an interesting fact about you that Mass fans need to know? If you have recommendations for musicals, let me know. Um, that's, that's the love musicals. I love going to see Broadway shows. I love going to see opportunity like that. So if there's something like that here in Dallas, you know, connect with me and I'd love to love to join you guys every now and again. And same with um, comedy clubs. I want to go see, see if there's some good ones here in Dallas. Those are the two things. I'm starting to get into comedy and I'm not a stand-up comedian by any means, but I really thoroughly enjoy it. See, I would have never thought that about the musical stuff. That's great to know. I love learning stuff like that. So uh, my other thing, and this is not a serious topic at all, but is Headband Luca a thing? Is that something that's going to happen going into next year, or is he just giving the fans something to talk about? <laughs> Who knows? We might have a headband game from, from the entire team one day. We might make, be able to make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, Grant, look, I appreciate you taking some time to talk with me. I know you have a really busy schedule and, you know, you got a lot of things coming up here with the, the season starting last preseason game this week. So I really appreciate it, man. Thank you. Anytime. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. We'll see you. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. 
Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.